السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله This is now the second session of our journey through the book of fasting from كتاب زاد المستقنع في اختصار المقنع of Imam Al-Hijawi رحمه الله تعالى So the next sentence that the author says he says قوله ويلزم الصوم لكل مسلم مكلف قادر that fasting is obligatory upon every Muslim who is mukallaf and who has the ability. Ashara ila shurut wujub siyam wa katali. So Sheikh Mansur in the explanation, he says that the author has alluded to the conditions of fasting being obligatory and they are as follows. Al-awwal al-Islam, the first of them being Islam. Fal-kafir la yasihu sawmahu. So the non-Muslim, the kafir, his fasting obviously is not accepted, is not correct, sorry. And nor is it going to be accepted if he does do it, and nor is he asked to do it. And the reason, the reasoning, because song, fasting, is an act of worship. It requires and it necessitates that a intention must be there. Therefore, Islam is, necessi- is, a necess- is a necessity for it like Salah, like it is for Salah. The second condition that the author mentioned was a taklif. Okay? And this consists of two matters. The first of them, al-balugh. That a person reaches the age of maturity, puberty we can say, so that the youngster below puberty, uh, fasting is not obligatory upon them. The second matter which is imperative here is al-aql, is the faculties of reasoning. Therefore we can say that the uh, insane person, his fasting is not going to be correct, it's not going to be accepted, and nor is it obligatory upon him. And the evidence for these two conditions is found in the hadith of Abi Dawood and uh, Ahmed and others, where they narrate from Ali ibn Abi Talib عنه, where he said that the Prophet said, الثلاث, that the pen has been lifted from three people. From the one who has lost his faculty of thought, from the insane, حتى يفيق, until he regains his faculty of thought. وعن النائم حتى يستيقظ, and also the pen has been lifted from the one who is sleeping until he wakes up. وعن الصبي حتى يحتلم, and also the pen has been lifted from the one who is under the age of puberty until he reaches the age of puberty. The third matter which was mentioned by the author in regarding the conditions of what makes it obligatory is القدرة. The ability to actually do the fast. So the one who is incapable of fasting for a variety of reasons, then fasting is not obligatory upon him. And the evidence is the generality of the verses. For example, Allah says, Fear Allah as much as you are able to do. Meaning that if you don't have the ability to fear Allah in this matter, to do this obligation, then it's not upon you. And also Allah says, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He doesn't put upon a soul in terms of obligations except that which, which it is able to bear. So if the soul cannot bear it due to a variety of reasons, then fasting is not obligatory. The author, he moves on, he said, وَإِذَا قَامَتَ الْبَيِّنَةُ فِي أَثْنَاءِ النَّهَارِ وَجَبَ الْإِمْسَاكُ وَالْقَضَاءُ عَلَى كُلِّ مَنْ صَارَ فِي أَثْنَائِهِ أَهْلًا لِوَجُوبِهِ if the news comes to the people that fasting has now started, that the month of Ramadan has started, and this comes to them during the day, wajib al-imsak, then on that day, because they're already in the month of Ramadan, and the news came to them late, let's say for example at 12 o'clock midday, so then what's obligatory upon them is imsak, is to withhold from eating and drinking and other matters which break the fast for the rest of the day. وَالْقَضَاءُ عَلَى كُلِّ مَنْ صَارَ فِي أَثْنَائِهِ أَحْلًا لِوَجُوبِهِ And also the one who becomes somebody who fasting is obligatory upon in that day, then uh, they have to make up 
the fast that they missed in that day. So the author, he gives an explanation of this. Uh, sorry, Sheikh Mansour gives an explanation of this. And he says, It could be a situation that the one who saw the month of Ramadan, okay, the starting uh, moon, the full moon, uh, that the person who saw the moon sighting was far away from the people. And he didn't get to the judge to inform him of his sighting except during the day. So in this situation, then there are two matters which are imperative. The first of them is that the people withhold from eating for the rest of the day. And the reason for withholding from food and drink for the rest of the day is that it has now been confirmed that this is a day of Ramadan. So therefore they must uh, withhold from doing anything which breaks the fast for the rest of the day. And also the Prophet ﷺ, when he sent a messenger, a messenger to one of the towns uh, around Medina to inform the people that the, um, the fasting is obligatory upon them as it was in the early parts of Islam. Uh, and then they, the people who were not fasting in the morning and only got this news later on in the day, they had to withhold the rest of the day and fast the rest of the day. The second matter, الثاني القضاء. The second matter is that this fast has to be made up. The fast that we're talking about wherein somebody has received the news of it being Ramadan during the day or somebody has become one who it's obligatory upon them to fast during the day. They weren't, it wasn't obligatory upon them before that, but during the day, let's say for example, somebody accepted Islam, so upon him is to do what the author is mentioning. Uh, Sheikh Mansouri, he says, الثاني القضاء, يعني أي القضاء ذلك اليوم الذي علموا في أثنائه, that they have to make up this day. والإلا أنهم لم ينوا الصيام من الليل. The reason they have to make up this day and that is not valid as an acceptable fast is because they didn't make the intention from the previous night. And it's known, well known, that for a fard, for an obligatory fast, that the niyyah has to be there before the fajr of that day. Because we find the hadith in Ahmad, Abi Dawood and elsewhere, Hafsa radiallahu anha, she said that the Prophet that whoever doesn't make the intention to have the fast before fajr, then there is no fasting for that person. وَلَمْ يَأْتُوا فِيهِ بِصَوْمٍ صَحِيْهِ فَلَزَمَهُمْ قَضَاءُهُمْ لِقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى And as we mentioned, that because they didn't do a correct fasting in this day, they only fasted once some of the day had passed, therefore they have to make this up. And because Allah says in the Qur'an, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْهُ Whoever from amongst you gets to know that it's the month of Ramadan, then he should fast that month of Ramadan. وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيدًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَإِدَّةٌ or due to being on travel, then he should make up uh, these days at another time. And also enters into this uh, sentence, into this mas'ala, into this issue which the author was discussing, or the author has put forward for us. Uh, that a young person, if they become mature during the day, then now they have to do what we mentioned, they have to withhold from the rest of the day from eating, drinking, and sexual intercourse, and anything else that breaks the fast, and they have to also make it up. And also a non-Muslim, if he becomes Muslim during the day of Ramadan. Because these people, this, the young boy who became mature, and the kafir who became a Muslim, they have now become people upon whom fasting is obligatory. So therefore it's obligatory upon them to have imsak, to withhold from the things that break the fast, and to also make al-qada. Al-qada is to make the day up. Another uh, opinion in the madhab, held by Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, okay, that it's upon these people that we've mentioned, these people who found out that the um, they only found out 
later on in the day that it was Ramadan or they became people whom fasting is obligatory upon like the Kafir became a Muslim in the latter part of a day uh, of Ramadan then these people they don't have to they only have to withhold from eating and drinking for the rest of the day and they don't have to make that day up from the evidences of this statement is in Bukhari and Muslim when the Prophet وسلم, he sent uh, people to announce that it is the day of Ashura to the towns around Medina. So the Prophet وسلم, told this person to say Man kana Whoever was fasting so let him complete his fast. And whoever was not fasting, then let him fast the rest of the day. So in this hadith, it mentions only that imsak has to be made, that withholding from the things which break the fast has to be made. And it didn't mention that making up the fast had to be done. Even though in the early time of Islam, when this hadith was present or this was announced to the people, Yawm al-Ashura was obligatory upon the people to fast. It later on became sunnah. As mentioned by Sheikh Ahmed al Hamad. Uh, the author he goes on and he says, And likewise, this ruling that we just previously mentioned, it applies also to the one who's ha'id, the one who's menstruating, but then she became pure during the day. And also the one who had postnatal bleeding, but this she they, she she became pure during the day. And also a traveler who returned to his land or reached his destination where he's going to stay for four days or more. Uh, and he, uh, you know, uh, he reached that place with still time left in the day, whereupon he has to withhold from eating and drinking or sexual intercourse. Sheikh Abdul Salam Ashwayir. Hafidullah, he mentions that the reason these people were mentioned separately to the previous statement of the author is because that these people were originally people of wujub, that Saum is originally obligatory upon them, but they didn't fast due to amani'ah, they didn't fast due to something which prevented them from fasting like the ha'id, the menstruating woman or the traveller etc. Sheikh Mansur says, the reason these people uh, have to make up this day is because they didn't fast from the beginning of the day, from the time of Fajr. So therefore, if the excuse which prevented these people from fasting, okay, the Ha'id, the menstruating woman, she becomes pure now. So the excuse that prevents her from fasting has now gone, so she has to have imsak for the rest of the day and she has to make the day up because Allah said as we mentioned the verse previously in Surah Al-Baqarah whoever from amongst you was sick or upon a journey then he should make up the fasting in other days and also we have the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim of Aisha radiallahu anha where the Prophet where she was asked um, she was asked I forget the person who asked her she was asked ma ba'ul haid uh, she was asked, why is it that the menstruating woman makes up the fasting but doesn't make up the prayers that she missed? So Aisha radiallahu anha, towards the end of the hadith, she said, uh, that used to happen to us in the time of the Prophet sallallahu So we used to be commanded to make up the fast. And we never used to be commanded to make up these salawat. So the point from the hadith is that those, like we mentioned, the ha'id and the nufasa and the musafir, uh, they have to make up the first as well as uh, abstaining from the rest of the day. The author, he goes on and he says, وَمَنْ أَفْطَرَ لِكِبَرٍ Whoever doesn't fast due to being old in age, أو مَرَضٍ لَا يُرْجَى بُرْؤُهُ أو due to a sickness and the, sickness, and the sickness is not expected that the person will be cured from it. Then these two groups of people, they feed for each day that they didn't fast, a miskin, a poor person. Sheikh Mansur, he says, if a person is unable to fast, and this inability is 
expect it to last forever. إِمَّا لِكِبْرِسٍ Either due to old age أو لِمَرَضٍ لَا يُرْجَى بُرُوهُ Or due to a type of sickness which the person is not expected to be cured from. فَإِنَّ لَهُ الْفِطْرِ Then this person, it's permitted for him that he or she doesn't have to fast. وَلَا قَضَاءَ عَلَيْهِ And there's no need for this person to make up the day that they missed. وَلَكِنْ عَلَيْهِ الْإِطْعَامِ عَنْ كُلِّ يَوْمٍ مِسْكِينَ But what is upon them is that they feed for every day that they missed from the fasting of Ramadan, that they feed a poor person. وَالدَّلِيلُ And the evidence, of course, is قَوْلُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى is the evidence in the Qur'an. وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ فِدْيَةٌ طَعَامُ مِسْكِينَ And upon those, يُطِيقُونَهُ Shaykh Sami Suqayr said that many of the Mufassirin, they said يُطِيقُونَهُ means that it's difficult upon them. They find great difficulty in fasting. So upon the ones who find great difficulty in fasting, فِدْيَةٌ طَعَامُ مِسْكِينَ That these people, they pay the fidya of feeding a poor person for the day or the days that they have missed, for each day that they missed. Uh, in Bukhari, uh, Imam Bukhari collects the statement of uh, Ibn Abbas anhuma, where he said, لَيْسَتْ بِمَنْسُوخَةٍ هُوَ شَيْكُ الْكَبِيرُ وَالْمَرْأَةُ الْكَبِيرَةُ That this verse was not repealed, it was not cancelled. Rather, it refers to an old man or an old woman. لا يستطيعاني أن يصوما فيطعمان مكان كل يوم مسكينة. These two are unable to fast. So, what they do in place of not being able to fast, they feed a poor person for each day that they miss, as stated by Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه. Sheikh Mansour he says, وَلِأَنَّ الْفِطْرِ إِذَا جَازَ لِلْمَرِيدِ because if it's permissible for the sick person not to fast. Then it's even more befitting that the one who is unable, like the, uh, the elderly person or the uh, one who has sickness which is everlasting, then it's even more befitting that this person doesn't have to fast. And with regard to feeding, that every sick person every sick person, that every person that you are going to feed is given a nisf sa'a of food, uh, like uh, two handfuls of food which is found to be sufficient for them and which is normal to be fed in that particular country. So you don't bring food which is not common to the people of that country. Uh, and the reason that this Nisfu Sa'a, two handfuls of food is to be given because the feeding has to be that which is sufficient to feed a poor person. And that, what we've just mentioned, is what is sufficient. Question to yourselves. If the elderly or sick, either the elderly person or a sick person who it's not hoped that his sickness will be cured, yani it's an everlasting sickness, these people, they travel then the fidya on these people, then the feeding of the poor on these people is not required for the fast that they missed when they travel. Why? Question to yourselves, why is this the case? Tayyib, Sheikh Sami Suqair, Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, Because the obligation upon them when they were residents was to feed a poor person for any day that they missed, right? So the feeding is a replacement for the fasting. And if the person travels, then the travel causes the fasting to be removed as an obligation from the person. And if the fasting has been removed, then also that which was a replacement for the fasting, the feeding has also been removed. Some nice interesting fiqh mentioned by Sheikh Sami al-Suqayr ta'ala in his explanation of Rawdul Murbi'. The author, he says, may Allah have mercy upon him, And it's tayyib. And it's sunnah, meaning it's makru if the person doesn't do this. It's sunnah for the sick person who if he fasts, the fasting is going to harm him that he shouldn't fast. It's sunnah that he shouldn't fast. And this, of course, is referring to the one that if he fasts or she fasts, then the fasting will cause their uh, sickness to be either prolonged or to get worse. Okay, so if this is the situation, 
then the sick person, it's sunnah for him or her not to fast. And the evidence in the Quran, فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيدًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَإِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخْرٍ In Surah Al-Baqarah, those from amongst you who are sick or upon a journey, then they should make up their fasting in other days. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the author, he says, وَلِمُسَافِرٍ يَقْصُرُ And also it's sunnah for the person not to fast if he is a traveller and he's travelling the distance of 80 kilometers or more. Why 80 kilometers or more? Because if you travel a distance, the journey is going to be 80 kilometers or more, then it means that you can shorten your prayers. So if you're traveling a distance, which is going to be a journey of 80 kilometers or more, then in this journey, you are allowed not to fast. You are allowed not to fast with certain conditions. What dalil? Again, the ayah, the same ayah that we keep mentioning. فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيدًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَإِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخْرٍ And whoever from amongst you is sick or is traveling, then he should make up days other than those days. وَمِنُّ السُّنَّةِ And also from the sunnah, the Prophet ﷺ in Bukhari al-Muslim, Jabir radiallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet ﷺ said, لَيْسَ مِنَ الْبِرَ الصِّيَامُ فِي السَّفَرِ أو لَيْسَ مِنَ الْبِرَ الصَّوْمُ فِي السَّفَرِ That it's not from righteousness or goodness that a person fasts whilst he's traveling. So Sheikh Mansur says that the sick person and the one who's traveling, it's highly recommended, it's recommended that they do not fast. Well and the reason that it's easier upon them. And it's uh, also accepting the permission of ease that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to his slaves and in the hadith it mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that his ease is taken as he hates that sins are committed. In Bukhari Muslim, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha where she said about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma khayyira rasulullahi that the Prophet sallallahu was never given a choice between two matters except that he always chose the easiest of them as long as there was no sin involved. So this hadith is showing us that if you are fasting and you are traveling, then take the ease, the easiest way, which is that you shouldn't fast. Question to yourselves. Question to yourselves. When is it not allowed to travel in Ramadan? When is it not allowed for a person to travel in Ramadan? طيب, the ulama, sheikh, uh, such as Sheikh Samin Suqair, Hafidullah Ta'ala, he said a person, if his intention is to travel, to escape the obligation of fasting. Some people may have this hila, that's trickery, that they want to travel in order to escape the obligation of fasting. So if somebody's going to do that, then it's not permissible for them to do that. Rather, they have to fast. The author, he moves on and he says, if a person is a resident, right, and he started the day out fasting, or he intended at least that he's going to fast that day, and then he travels during the day, not just any travel as we mentioned, it has to be a travel which is 80 kilometers or more, then this person, it's permissible for him to break the fast on the journey. والدليل and the evidence in Sahih Muslim from Jabir أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خرج عام الفتح إلى مكة في رمضان that on the year of عام الفتح the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم in Ramadan he went out to مكة فصام حتى بلغ فصام حتى بلغ قراء الغميم and he fasted until he reached a place outside of Medina called قراء الغميم الناس, and the people also fasted with the Prophet ﷺ. And then the Prophet ﷺ, The Prophet ﷺ called for a pot of water and he raised it in front of the people so that the people could look at him. And then the Prophet ﷺ went ahead and he drank from that water to show the people that in traveling you are allowed to break your fast if you wish to do so. Sheikh Mansur says, because now the Prophet or the person is a traveller. And travelling is permitting for a person to break his fast. So it's permissible for the person during the day to break his 
fast if he is traveling like it's permissible for the one who is sick to break his fast. And again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the same verse in Surah Baqarah, Surah Al-Baqarah, فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ فَإِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ So he who from amongst you is sick or on a journey, then they should make up their fast from other days. Point to mention here, as mentioned by the majority of the ulama, that the fitr, the breaking of the fast, it's only allowed once the person has left the built-up areas of their town or city, once they left the residential area of their town or city, then they are considered as being travelers. So the description of traveler is not given to them until that has taken place. In this situation, then they are allowed to break their fast. As mentioned by Sheikh Sami al-Suqair, Again, in his explanation of Rawdul Murbi' and Rawdul Murbi', as you know, is the famous explanation of the text that we are taking of Imam al-Bahuti. The author, he says, If the one who is pregnant or the one who is breastfeeding breaks their fast, and they broke their fast because they were fearful upon themselves, they were fearful for their own health, then all they have to do is to make up the fast another day. However, if they yani if they um, were fearful for their children and not for their child that was being breastfed or the child which is in the womb, uh, if that was the situation then in this situation uh, they have to make up the fast and as well as making up the fast they have to feed for every day which was not fasted a sick person along with it so if they fear for themselves only then all they have to do is make up the fast however if they fear for uh, the child and not themselves then they have to make up the day and also they have to feed a sick person is there a third scenario? we mentioned two scenarios here question to yourselves what's the third scenario? So we have that they fear for themselves or they fear for their child. What's the third scenario? Tayyib, a third scenario is that they fear for themselves and they fear for their child. So in this situation, they would be given the first ruling, like they only feared for themselves, which is that they only have to make up the fast and that there's no feeding needs to take place. Sheikh Mansour, in his explanation, he says, Hafidahullah, the breaking of the fast for the pregnant woman and for the one who is nursing, breastfeeding, has situations. The first of them, that they fear for themselves only. Or for themselves and their child together. So in this situation, it's allowed for them to break the fast. And all that's upon them is that they make up the day. And there is no kafara, there is no feeding upon them. Rather, what is upon them is only to make up the fast. And the reason is that they are given the ruling of being like the sick person. So in this situation, they only have to make up, uh, in this situation, they are allowed to break the fast. And as for not, and as for it not being obligatory upon them to feed poor people as a kafara, because the breaking of the fast for a sick person it's not upon them that they have to feed anybody. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَمَنْ كَانَ مِنْكُمْ مَرِيدًا أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ فَإِدَّةٌ مِّنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ وَأَمَّا الْقَضَاءِ As pertaining to making up the fast, فَلِعْمُومِ قَوْلِ تَعَالَىٰ فَإِدَّةٌ مِّنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ Because due to the generality of the statement of Allah azawajal, make up those days that you missed due, uh, at another time. وَقِيَاسًا عَلَىٰ المرض. And of course, the qiyas is made upon the sick person. A thaniya, a second point, and ala walidihima. If they fear upon their children, their child only, and not upon themselves. So it's permitted for them to make the iftar, it's permitted for them to break the fast, or not to fast, either case. 
and it's obligatory upon them to make up the day that they missed. وَيَجِبُوا أَن تُطْعِمَا أَن كُلِّ يَوْمٍ مِسْكِينَ As well as doing that, they have to also feed a poor person as we mentioned. Why? What's the evidence? We have the evidence in the hadith of Bukhari Muslim due to the verse وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ فِدْيَةُ تُطْعَمُ مِسْكِينَ In Surah Al-Baqarah, upon those who it's difficult to fast, then they should feed a poor person, right? In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ibn Abbas he mentioned about this uh, and this narration, this particular narration is in Abi Dawood. كَانَتْ رُخْصَ That this used to be a permission. أَيْ كَانَتْ حَدِ الْآيَا رُخْصَ لِشَيْكِ الْكَبِيرِ وَالْمَرْأَةُ الْكَبِيرَةِ وَهُمَّ يُطِيقَانِ الصِّيَامِ That it used to be a permission for the elderly man and the elderly woman who found difficulty in fasting that they were able to, they were allowed and permitted to break their fast and not fast. وَيُطْعِمَا مَكَانَ كُلِّ يَوْمٍ مِسْكِينَ and it was upon them that they would feed in place of the fasting every day a poor person. And then he carries on. And also for the pregnant woman and the breastfeeding woman, if they fear for their children, then they have to, then they uh, don't fast or they break the fast, whatever the situation be. But then they have to, they have to feed poor people in place of the fasting. So this is the evidence. Question to yourselves, who pays the kafara? Who is the one that pays the, the, the fidya? Who is the one that pays for the feeding of the poor? The feeding is upon the one who is financially responsible for the care of the child, whoever that be. Whoever is financially responsible for the care of the child, it's upon that person that they make the payment to the poor people. So, um, question I was going to ask, can the kafara for more than one day, so a person has, the woman, she has more than one day of kafara, she missed more than one day of fasting, can that kafara, can that feeding be given to one person? And the answer is yes. The next question is why? Why can it be given to one person only? Because each day is a separate act of worship. Because each day is a separate act of worship, so she can pay for one day that person, and then the next day that she misses, she can also pay uh, to that person. This is what the ulama, they mention. طيب, uh, the Imam Al-Hijawi, he says, If a person is in a situation where he had the intention to fast, or he was fasting, then Junna, then he lost his faculty, his mental faculties, or he became unconscious for the whole of the day, and he didn't regain his consciousness, consciousness any part of that day, then his fasting is not correct, it's not valid from him. لا إنما جميع النهار. But not if the person slept the whole day. If a person sleeps the whole day, then his fasting is valid. Let's read what Sheikh Mansour he says. That intention and avoiding the things that break the fasting are the two pillars of fasting. So if the niya is removed because the person loses his faculty or the person is, um, what was the other one? The person becomes unconscious. Lam uh, then the fasting is not going to be valid. Even if the person didn't eat or drink anything for that day. Because the niyyah, which is a shart, and we know from the definition of shart, the definition of conditions that we've taken many times before, is that it has to be continual through the act of worship. And the exception is, if the person was sleeping, unknown. If a person sleeps the whole day, then his fasting is going to be valid. Why? And that is because when you are sleeping, a person is sleeping, his ihsas, his ability to feel or to be woken up and to pay attention to something is not removed completely. So he is in the ruling of the one who is able to pay attention. Because if he is woken up, or if he was called, he will be able to respond. And also a person who is sleeping can find and feel pain in uh, when he is sleeping. 
And due to this, what I've just mentioned, Sheikh Mansour is saying, the difference is made clear between the sleeping person and the one who has either lost his mind or the one who is has become unconscious. However, the person who sleeps the whole day of Ramadan, he has committed that which is haram. That which is haram means that he has missed out in praying the salawat on the times when he should have prayed them. The author he says, And it's also upon, it's upon the one who was unconscious that he only has to make up the fast. Nothing else is upon him. So the illa, the reason why this one who was unconscious has to make up the fast, because the duration of unconsciousness in normal circumstances is not very long. That's why the ruling is given that the person who is unconscious for a day or two days has to make up the fast that he missed. And the obligation of fasting remains upon the person who is unconscious. So he is given the ruling of being closer to the marid, to the sick person, more so than the majnoon person, more so than the person who lost his faculty of mental state. As for the mental person, then this person there is no qada upon him. Because for that day when he lost his mental state, he was not a person upon whom there is taklif, meaning that the sharia, the obligations were not upon him on that day due to him losing his mind. As verily the pen was lifted for him from him, as we mentioned in the hadith previously of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. The author he says, it's obligatory to make ta'yin and niya, to specify the intention for the fast. From the night, the psalm, kulla yawmin wajib. So it's obligatory that the person makes the intention from the previous night for the next day's fasting and each day of fasting. Aniya al azm. Sheikh Mansour says that niya is azm, is determination to do something. And the intent here of this statement that Sheikh Mansour just mentioned is that you have azima, you have determination to fast. And pertaining to the intention of fasting, there are some masail, there are some issues. The Hukum of the niya in the psalm. What is the ruling of niya in psalm? Aniya tu fi psalm shartun liqbulihi. The niya, the fasting, uh, sorry, the intention in fasting is a condition for it to be accepted. And it has to be there. وَذَلِكَ لِأَنَّهُ إِبَادًا That's obviously because it's an act of worship. وَالْإِبَادَاتِ لَا بُدْلَهَا مِنْ نِيَا And as we know that acts of worship, it's imperative that they have intentions. وَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي حَدِيثِ الْقُدْسِ and in the hadith in Qudsi, in Bukhari, in Muslim, the Prophet Sallallahu said that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala said about the fasting person, يَتْرُكُ طَعَامُهُ That he leaves off his food for me, وَشَرَابُهُ And his drinking, وَشَهْوَتُهُ مِنْ أَجْلِي He leaves off his food, his drinking, and his desires for my sake. So this of course is alluding to, to the fact that there has to be intention in the fast. ثُمَّ إِذَا كَانَ صَوْمْ فَرْضًا فَالنِّيَةُ وَاجِبَ فِيهِ بِإِتِفَاقُ الْأُلَمَاء and likewise, if the fasting is an obligatory nature, then all of the ulama, they agree that the intention is wajib. The intention is obligatory. Therefore, a fasting day of Ramadan is not allowed unless there is an intention there. However, if the, song, if the fasting is a nafal or supererogatory, we will discuss this later. Second matter, what is the time wherein the intention has to be made for the obligatory fast? The time for the niya is from the night, it has to be from the night before. So it's imperative that the intention for the fasting has to be there from the night. And it's not permitted before that. In the hadith of Abi Dawood and Ahmed, 
and others, uh, the Prophet ﷺ from the hadith of Hafsa radiallahu anha, who said that the Prophet ﷺ said, من لم يجمع, من لم يجمع الصيام قبل الفجر فلا صيام له. That whoever doesn't bring the intention for fasting that day, the next day before Fajr, then they have no uh, fasting. وفي لفظن, and in one narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, من الليل, that the person has to bring the intention from the night. So the niyyah is for each day because it's a separate act of worship. The niyyah is for each day because it's a separate act of worship. Um, another riwayah in the madhab held by Ibn Taymiyyah is that one niyyah at the beginning of Ramadan, before Ramadan starts, the night before Ramadan suffices for the whole month unless there is an interruption due to sickness or due to a ha'id or due to a person traveling etc then the niyyah would have to be renewed otherwise if that's not the situation then according to Ibn Taymiyyah then one niyyah at the beginning of Ramadan suffices the author may Allah have mercy upon him he said la that you don't have to make the niyyah of fardiyya. If you've made the niyyah that I'm fasting for Ramadan, you don't then have to make the niyyah that I'm doing a fard fasting. La yajibu an yanwi annahu yasumu fardan. Wadalik li annahu ida nawa sawm Ramadan fal ma'lum annahu fard. And it's obvious that if a person is fasting Ramadan, then it's well known that it's a fard fast, it's an obligatory fast. Wal wajib la yakun illa fard. So the person doesn't have to make the niyyah that he's fasting fard. If he's, fast, if he's made the niyyah for Ramadan, that suffices. The author, he says, With regards to the supererogatory niyyah, you can make it at any time, whether you did it uh, the night before, whether you did it during the day before the zawal or after the zawal. So at any time. And from the evidences of this is the hadith in Sahih Muslim of Aisha radiallahu anha, which she said, دَخَلَ عَلَيْنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم ذَاتَ يَوْمٍ That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم entered upon his family one day, فَقَالَ هَلْ عِنْدَكُمْ شَيْءٍ Do you have anything? Meaning, from food or drink. فَقُلْنَا لَا So we, the wives of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, we said no. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, فَإِنِّي إِذَنْ صَائِمٌ In that case, then I'm going to fast. So this hadith clearly shows that a person can make his intention during the day for a non-obligatory fast, for a fast which is a nafil fast. Um, also a point to mention here, in this situation that the person should be from Ahlul Suyam. It should be, the person should be in this situation from a person who fasting was originally obligatory upon them. Thus, a ha'id for example, the one who is menstruating, uh, if she becomes pure during the day, she didn't have the niyyah before Fajr, of course, because she was menstruating, and she becomes pure during the day, let's say around 12 o'clock midday, and she hasn't eaten or drunk, her fast is not going to be valid, even though she didn't do anything to break her fast. Why? Because she wasn't from Ahlul Wujub. She wasn't from those who fasting was obligatory upon, because she had the mani'ah, she had the excuse not to fast. Okay, so even if she didn't eat or drink, uh, then her fast wouldn't be valid. The author, he says, وَلَوْ نَوَى إِنْ كَانَ غَدًا رَمَضَانٍ فَهُوَ فَرْضِي لَمْ يُجْزِئْهُ If a person, with regards to intention, says to himself, as in his intention, that if tomorrow is Ramadan, then that is going to be my obligatory fast. So he says, if tomorrow is Ramadan, then that's going to be my obligatory fast. Uh, then in this situation, his intention and his fast is not valid. Sheikh Mansur, he says, Surat al-Mas'ala, the conceptualization or the picturing of this issue is as follows. A person on the 30th night of Sha'ban, he sleeps, and it didn't become clear to him, is Ramadan tomorrow or not? So he made an intention. If tomorrow is going to be Ramadan, then I am going to be fasting the obligatory fast of Ramadan. And if it's not the obligatory day of Ramadan tomorrow, then my fasting is going to be a fasting of a vow or a supererogatory nafal fast, for example. So this conditioning here that the person is making for himself is not permitted. 
And it won't suffice him as a day of fasting for Ramadan if the day did end up being a day of Ramadan. And the reasoning for this that his that his came about with taraddud, going back and forth, or we can say not conviction. The niya wasn't made based upon conviction. And it's imperative that when you make the niya, there has to be jazm, there has to be conviction when you make the niya. And also the ulama, they say as a, in the rule of fiqh, taraddud not being uh, convinced in your intention, going back and forth, uh, is as though one doesn't have an intention. So in this situation, we're saying that the person, his fast is not valid because he didn't make a, convin a, a sure intention that he's going to fast tomorrow as the day of Ramadan. Another riwayah from Imam Ahmed, as held by Ibn Taymiyyah and others, is that the, the person's fasting will be okay in this situation. طيب. Question to yourselves. If the person says, if tomorrow is the 30th day of Ramadan, yani he's fasted 29 days. So on the 30th uh, night, he's saying to himself, is tomorrow turns out to be the 30th day of Ramadan, then I'm going to fast. And if it's not the 30th day of Ramadan, then I'm muftir. So here he has again a taraddud in his niyyah. His niyyah is not upon conviction, right? So is his fast? His fast is valid. And the question to yourselves is why? Why is the fast valid here? But it wasn't valid in the previous situation where he was making the intention on the 30th night of Ramadan, on 30th night of Sha'ban, that if tomorrow is Ramadan, then my fasting is for Ramadan. But if it's not Ramadan, then I will be a Nafal fast. So in this situation, on the 30th uh, of Ramadan, okay, tomorrow is going to be the 30th of Ramadan. So in the night, he makes the intention that if tomorrow is going to be the last day of Ramadan, then I will be fasting. And if it's not the last day of Ramadan, then I will not be fasting. So here, he didn't have uh, a, a conviction in his intention, but I'm saying to you that his fast is valid. Why? Ahsan Allah ilayk. Jazakallah khair. Perfect. Barakallah fiqh. Exactly. So Sheikh Sami Suqair, Sheikh Sami as suqair Hafidullah, he says it like Brother um, Hassan just mentioned. فَهُمْ يُفَرِّقُونَ بَيْنَ أَنْ يَقُولَ ذَلِكَ لَيْتَ الثَّلَثِينَ مِنَ الشَّعْبَانِ So they make a difference between the one who has this issue on the 30th night of Sha'ban وَبَيْنَ أَنْ يَقُولَ ذَلِكَ لَيْتَ الثَّلَثِينَ مِنَ الرَّمَضَانِ And between the one who says it on the 30th night of Ramadan. فَفِي مَسْأَلَةِ الْأُولَى فَفِي الْمَسْأَلَةِ الْأُولَى يَقُولُونَ So in the first situation, which is the Sha'ban one, they say لا يصح. It's not permitted. Why? Because the asl is that Ramadan hasn't entered. So he, the person in this situation will be mutaraddid. And in the second situation, which is the 30th of Ramadan, they say that his niya would be okay. Why? Because the asl, the foundation, is that the Ramadan is remaining, still remains. So this taraddud doesn't harm his intention. The author he says, And whoever intends that he's going to break his fast, then his fast is broken. Subhanallah, very dangerous. Whoever intends that he's going to break his fast, then his fast is broken. Sheikh Mansur says, If a person is fasting, Then he decides to break the fast, and he wants to have iftar, meaning that he wants to uh, eat and drink something or have sexual intercourse. So in this situation, the niya of the fasting is broken. And in this situation, he's like one who didn't have an intention. This is whether it's fard or nafad. And the reason for this is because siyam has two realities. The first of them, Aniyya, and the second of them, Tarkud Jamil Al Mufattarat, to leave off all the things which break the fasting. And if he intends that he's going to break the fast, then the first 
reality of the first pillar of fasting has gone, which is the intention. And uh, an act of worship cannot stand, cannot be valid except with the intention. And also because the intention is a condition throughout the whole day. So if he breaks it during the day, breaks the intention during the day, then it means that the fast is not valid because the niyyah didn't continue throughout the whole day. Therefore, the whole of the fast of that day is become spoilt and invalid because it missed out on the condition which was the intention. Lakin. However, he mentions an important point, Sheikh Masur. He says, Al-murad, Al-murad The intent of their statement, iftar That whoever intends iftar, whoever intends to break the fast, has broken the fast. That this means that he's given the ruling as that he didn't have the niyyah for fasting. Not that he is given the ruling of being a person who ate or drank. So how does this benefit us, what Sheikh Masood just mentioned to us? How does it benefit us to know that the person who decided to break his fast, he's given the ruling of the one that didn't have the intention in the first place, not given the ruling as the one who broke his fast by eating or drinking. How does this benefit us knowing this point? Taib Sheikh Mansour, he says, If a person decided to intend to break his fast in a nafal fast, but then later on, in the same day, he wanted to renew his intention to fast that nafal fast. And he didn't fall into anything which broke the fast like eating, drinking or sexual intercourse. Then his fasting is going to be valid. Because remember in the nafal you can make the niyyah at any time as long as you haven't eaten or drunk or had sexual intercourse etc. As with regards to the fard, this wouldn't work. And the reason for that is because as we've mentioned, that the niyyah has to be there from the previous night and it has to remain for the whole of the day. Um, but with regards to somebody just having thoughts in his mind, I, I wouldn't mind breaking today's fast. This, this doesn't break the fast. What it's referring to is that the person has some type of surety in his heart that he wants to break the fast. This is the niyyah that would break the fast. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mistakes and shortcomings from myself and shaitan. If you have any questions on what we took, then feel free. Uh, may Allah bless us all for this. Ameen.